All right, and welcome everyone to Rock Video Rental. I am Caleb, and with me, as always, is Brandon. Brandon, has anything interesting happened in the past seven days for you? <laughs> uh, not really. It's just been kind of a blur with the baby and balancing things and all that kind of stuff. It's just, yeah, it's been a week. How about yeah, you? I- uh, well, definitely probably not as interesting as yours. Cause I can't imagine like having a newborn on top of the mess that is already COVID. But, um, on the subject of, you know, since this podcast is about movies and TV shows and all those great things, uh, I had a interesting interaction the other night. Actually, it may have been just last night, but, um, I'm a night owl. And my kids, my wife usually just uses the TV in the bedroom and my kids are the ones who use the TV in the living room. Mm-hmm. And my daughter is notorious for hiding the remote. So she gets it first, um, the next day. <laughs> so my son can't get it. Yeah. And usually it's like, okay, it's under a cushion, it's under a pillow, it's on, like, it's in a drawer, you know, usually no big deal. Mm-hmm. But then last night, um, I was watching something on my laptop because I was watching on uh, Popcorn Flicks, and then I wanted to watch something on the TV, but I could not find the remote. So at about, like, one o'clock in the morning, I was not a happy camper. <laughs> so uh, my daughter had a conversation with me the next morning, and that's <laughs> hopefully will never happen again. Oh, that's hilarious. Gotta love it. Yeah, those uh, awesome things that kids do. Of course, there could be worse things, like your kids painting on walls on the carpet. Good thing that... <laughs> good thing that never happens. <laughs> but... I've already told one story, so I don't need to go down a rabbit trail and tell more. But uh, what have you been watching, man? Oh, kind of a weird hodgepodge of things. Um, yeah, we've been continuing with watching Friends on HBO Max. Um, I think we're in like the seventh season or something like that now. Uh, I've been watching Restaurant Impossible still. I've, I've made it to season four on that show. Um, it's starting to get a little stale. I don't know how much I'm going to continue with that. It's just because almost every episode is the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we sort of watched something different. So Netflix recently added um, a collection of this old game show from the early 90s called Supermarket Sweep. Okay. Which I'm sure like most people are probably familiar with. Uh, basically, it's set up in like this studio that's decked out to look like a supermarket and they ask them like food related questions and then at the end they get a certain amount of time it's, there's like a team of two people there's like three teams of them and uh at the end they get a certain amount of time to go around and put as many groceries as they can in, in the cart and then there's like bonuses and like special things they can find and at the end they tally up to the totals and whoever has the highest amount of groceries wins. Okay. Yeah, they they put like a whole bunch of episodes of that. I remember watching that as a kid, and it's I don't know, it's so pretty funny, and it's funny to look back on because all the episodes are like from 1993, 1994. Nice. So like pointing out all the old designs for the packaging and <laughs> um, Chris, there's like always a an end cap of Crystal Pepsi, which cracks me up. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. <laughs> But yeah, if you like just wacky game shows, check that out. Um, and then the last thing I've been watching is it's on YouTube. I've been watching uh, Cinemassacre's Monster Madness, okay. which is just uh, James Rolfe, the angry video game nerd. His yearly marathon he does of 31 horror movies in October. And he just, he's got, he usually has a theme like, uh, one year he did like every Godzilla movie and then yeah. another year he just did like a history of horror and then all cult favorites. And 
so bad they're good movies. Um, he's been doing it for a long time. Nice. So I've been going through and watching like every single year of that. Rock? What about you? What you been watching? Uh, well, I do have to say that I'm always down for a good uh, game show. So that is uh, that sounded intriguing. But um, not not a whole lot really for me. Um, actually, kind of things are narrowing down a little bit. Uh, my wife is done with Criminal Minds, so not really doing anything with that anymore. And haven't really watched Brooklyn Nine-Nine. So this week it was really just Family Guy. And I'm in the last season, so I am bound and determined to get all caught up with Family Guy <laughs> here soon. And then... Um, which, by the way, the new season starts in September. Nice. So, uh, and then the other thing uh, we watched was Umbrella Academy season two, and so we actually watched two episodes this week. Whoa! Whoa! So it, it's a good show. I enjoy it. It's. I have a little bit of a love hate relationship with shows that kind of remind me of um lost where they create um a world or universe where they can do whatever they want and get away with it you know Mm -hmm. and then they don't really answer your bigger questions so i'm a little bit worried that the umbrella academy might do some of the same things but (laughs) i i don't know it's entertaining and a pretty good show if anybody's looking for some though right now. So rock. All right. Well, with that, we will jump into the first segment of the show and it's everybody's favorite. Did you know? If you didn't know, every week that we do a topic episode, that means I'm the host. And so then that also means that Brandon gets to give us our Did You Know of the week. What you got, man? Um, It's funny that I mentioned Supermarket Sweep because this Did You Know I actually heard on Supermarket Sweep and thought it was interesting. Nice. Um, So did you know that lobsters can be left or right-handed? And you can tell by the size of the claws. So the larger claw is used for cracking and crushing things, while the smaller one is used for ripping. And the larger claw is on the dominant hand. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. I did not know that. <laughs> yeah. And so we were watching that one, and that fact came out, and my wife's just like, okay. Like, what was the point in that the game show? And I'm like, I'm going to use that for did you know? <laughs> <laughs> there never needs to be a point. It's just a random fact. <laughs> exactly. They just never understand. I, it's funny because I tell uh, Kristen some of the random facts and she's just like, okay. <laughs> I'm like, come on. You would never know that any- otherwise. But uh, concluding that segment, we will go ahead and jump into the main topic of the week. And this week's topic, uh, we are discussing TV shows this week. And more more specifically, we are talking about underrated TV shows. Uh, we share every week things that we've been watching. Um, and so sometimes you guys can learn about new TV shows that well, new or TV shows that you just weren't aware of that way. But this week we're going to be focusing on what we feel are some underrated TV shows. So perhaps something that you're not aware of that maybe you'll want to check out and watch considering that's basically what everyone is doing right now. Just sitting down and watching TV. So, uh, Brandon, I think I'll go ahead and let you get things started. And uh, what do you have for us? Okay, my first one 
it's it's a pretty well-known show but you know out of all the people i talk with and that stuff no one ever really mentions this show and it's one i've watched quite a few times all the way through and it's an animated show that was on cartoon network uh they actually just wrapped up the series within the past couple of years and that's regular show mm-hmm. um it was created by jg quintel um, I feel like it kind of gets overshadowed by Adventure Time. They're two kind of similar shows with similar um, animation styles. Yeah. And I mean, they're, they're both on Cartoon Network. Uh, it's So it's a funny show about this uh, raccoon and a blue jay that work at a park with a wide variety of like funny and like out there characters. And every episode starts off with like something just simple and plain, but it goes into like really weird situations. Like uh, there's one where they started off playing basketball and they're losing and they get mad because the guy that they're playing against is like a sore winner. So they decide, you know, we got to train to become better and like, from space becomes comes like the god of basketball (laughs) (laughs) and he teaches them how to be like the greatest basketball players ever and like at the end of the episode they're flying around in space with basketballs trying to like finish the like the last shot of the game and the song hey man nice shot by filters playing in it And then finally, the one character dunks the ball, and there's like this huge mushroom cloud explosion, <laughs> and it just like wipes out the whole, the whole park. Um, so I mean, like, just the the title of regular show is just kind of a, you know, a nod at how crazy the show is. Uh, and there's, I mean, it's a show made for, I don't know, like preteens, because you know, there's no. Um, you know, I, I'd say most kids could watch it, mm-hmm. but there's like a lot of references and stuff that they wouldn't get, like a lot of '80s and '90s references. Yeah, so it's a relatively it's a, clean show, but yeah, definitely the references they're gonna miss out on some of that. Yeah, I mean, there, there'll be like gunfire and stuff and things, but there's never any like blood or any of that kind of stuff. It's usually like lasers and things that hit people and then just fall over. <laughs> but um. Yeah, the 80s and 90s references, I feel like that show was made for people like in our age group. Mm-hmm. And I mean, our friend Craig, who was on the Godzilla episode with us, he always really liked that show, too. And we would talk about it a lot. But yeah, definitely a show that it ran for a while. There's over like 100 episodes of it. And I don't know, I feel like not many people talk about it too much because I feel like it got overshadowed by Adventure Time. Yeah. No, I, I agree. And and I'm familiar with that. I don't know um know it as well as you do and actually I wouldn't mind watching the whole thing through sometimes. So And yeah. Mark Hamill does a voice in it. Uh, <laughs> uh, Rick's the Yeti. <laughs> oh really? Okay. Yeah. I didn't realize it was a regular character, so nice. Mm-hmm. What is your first one? All right, so I'm going to kind of go from my least recommended to my most recommended, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, Most of the shows I watch are pretty well-known, pretty popular, so it was a little bit difficult for me to find what I felt was kind of like underrated or maybe under the radar for most people. Um, But one that got recommended to me that uh, my wife and I wound up uh, enjoying and I think I think they only have three seasons right now, and the fourth one's coming out soon. But uh, the show is The Good Place. Okay. Um, so, I mean, it's people know about it and everything, but it's another thing, too, where I don't, and kind of like the regular show, like, sure, you know about it, but not a lot of people talk about it or uh, not a lot of people watch it mm-hmm. as much as some other shows. Uh, it's got some pretty uh, well-known actors in it. It's got Kristen Bell and Ted Danson are probably two of the more popular ones in there. And the description of the show is that 
uh, the main character, Elnor, finds herself in the afterlife. And she's happy, but also confused because she's in the good place. But she begins to understand that somehow that she shouldn't have been taken there. Okay. That she should have been in like, you know, the bad place or whatever they want to call it. Mm-hmm. And so it's, um, it's just her funny interactions of trying to understand why she's there and what the afterlife means and all the different characters that she interacts with. So, uh, definitely some plot twists and different things in that. And so if you're just looking for something different to watch, you're looking for a comedy, um, it is def- definitely a satire and good entertaining, you know, three seasons. Like I said, I think they got fourth coming out if it's not out yet. So that is my first, uh, I feel like I'm giving a recommendation, but that's my first kind of lesser known show that would, uh, direct people to check out if they haven't seen yet. So, yeah, I feel like probably all these are going to be almost like recommendations. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and by the way, uh, the good place is on Netflix. So, all right. Yeah. I've heard of it. I've just never watched it. Yeah. I, I having a hard time remembering watching a fourth season. So I don't know if that's out yet. Uh, when I was looking up and making this list, I saw sub four seasons. I was like, they might have a new season. We haven't watched yet, but Anyways, what's the uh, next one you got, Brandon? Uh, my next one is a comedy from 2008. It was on CBS, and it only lasted one season. Oh, man. Um, yeah, because when I was thinking of underrated shows, I'm thinking, you know, there's a few that I really like that I feel like didn't get much of a chance. Mm-hmm. Um, this one's kind of one of them. It's called Worst Week, and okay. it was a, a U.S. version of a BBC series called The Worst Week of My Life. So, I mean, like, just the the synopsis of it is kind of limited itself. Um, so it was about this guy who he's trying to get, like, acquainted with his soon-to-be in-laws. And it stars uh, Kyle Bornheimer. Um, really not a name that you would, like, recognize, but if you saw the guy, you'd be like, oh, yeah, that guy. he's he's one of those that guys um and it also stars kurtwood smith aka red foreman as the father-in-law and it's just like a it's a funny show it only was only like 16 episodes but it was a guy a nice guy with like super bad luck and he's like trying to win over his in-laws and Every time he does something, like it just escalates to something worse and something worse until like he either completely destroys something or just like completely embarrasses himself. Awesome. And, yeah, it was something I kind of stumbled across later on. I think I caught a couple episodes when it was on TV, and I thought it was hilarious. And then I, I found like the whole series on DVD at like a Big Lots or something like that, and bought it. But every time I watch it, I just like laugh out loud. And it's one of those shows that just makes you like feel like really awkward. Oh, nice. Kind of like some of those situations that are like in the office, like Scott's Tots and things like that. Like the dinner party? <laughs> yeah, some things that just make you feel really uncomfortable. <laughs> uh, so if you're into that kind of stuff, and you know, if you like Kurtwood Smith, I guess. Uh, check it out. There's some other like recognizable people in it as well. Um, Nick Kroll is in it. I don't know if you know who Nick Kroll is. Uh, yeah, I know the name. I can't picture the face. Yeah, he was in the league. He was Ruxin in the league, and you know oh, the yeah. Nick Kroll show, which is a a sketch comedy show. Yep. Um, and Fred Willard was also in it. Nice. Yeah. But what is your next one? All right, so my next one is uh, definitely a change of pace, uh, staying on Netflix, but this is a documentary. And I can't tell you how many times I bring up this show and people have not watched it. So 
I feel like everyone's sort of aware of it, but they just haven't really watched it. And so if you enjoy learning about food or world travel or are you consider yourself a foodie or you like fine foods, highly, highly recommended um, chef's table. And so the episodes are usually, I believe, 50 minutes long. There's six, five seasons, and I think a sixth one. No, I'm sorry. Six seasons over five years. And uh, they just go to some of the most unique restaurants in the world, um, some of the most well-known chefs, and they talk about their careers and some of their best dishes. I think one of the later ones they focus on desserts, but, um, yeah, I, I love learning about different kinds of foods and mm-hmm. some of these, uh, restaurants and places, you know, anybody could go to others of them. You would have to like book a year in advance or something. Yeah. But, um, one of them that's always stuck with me is this guy who I believe he was originally from New York and he went to um, Japan and learned how to make ramen. And then he like started making ramen. Actually, I'm sorry. Is it? Was it Japan or China? I'm not sure. Sorry, I'm probably messing up the story. But anyways, he he made he went over to Asia, learned how to make ramen, made ramen back in the United States, and then I think he went back to Asia and opened one of the most popular ramen bars. Really? Ramen noodle bars? Yeah, which is crazy because it's like a foreigner doing this, you know, old Asian dish, and yeah. he's doing it just as well, if not better, than a ton of other places. That's so, hilarious. Yeah. So um, that was one of the more intriguing ones with me. But yeah, there, so there's all these interesting things about like how they learned their trade and all these this other stuff. And you get to see some of these cool restaurants that I'm sure most of us will not get a chance to go to. But you get to see them in the documentary. So uh, definitely worth checking out, like I said, if you aren't interested in that kind of stuff. So Rock. So that brings yeah. us... Oh, it kind of makes me think of, um, you know, shows like Anthony Bourdain, No Reservations. Yeah. Or um, The Layover. Have you ever watched Anthony Bourdain's uh, The Layover? Yeah, I've watched some of them, and they were pretty good. I just, I don't know exactly, and, and I enjoy both shows, but I really like Chef's Table more than those other shows. I don't know if it's just how they did it or how well they put so much information into like 50 minutes or maybe it was kind of because he does i feel like he does more of the the street venues Mm -hmm. um which is no problem in everything but i feel like chef's table gets more of the unique um foods and aspects like that so yeah that makes sense yeah there there are some there were some wild ones in there where you would just be like, I had no idea anything like this existed, but yeah. So you'd have to watch to find out and understand exactly what I'm talking about. But so then that brings us to your third one, Brandon, what, what else you got for us? Uh, This is my last one. Other than I, one honorable mention I've got, um, so this is a show that a lot of people don't even know existed because it only lasted one season and 13 episodes. And I believe the last couple episodes didn't even air on TV. Nice. <laughs> That's how well this was take, taken. So back in 2002, that 70s show was like one of the biggest shows on TV and like a huge success for Fox. So they decided to do a spinoff called That 80s Show. Oh, yeah. It didn't have any characters from That 70s Show. It was like its own show. Maybe the same people that made 
that 70s show. And it was starring Glenn Howerton, a.k.a. Dennis from Always Sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> and um, a couple other people that you, you might not recognize. Brittany Daniels in it also. But it kind of just revolves around him. He works at a um, a record store. And it's just full of like dumb 80s cliches and things like that. And I feel like the show was a little bit before its time. Because back in 2002, people weren't really like nostalgic for 80s stuff yet. Mm-hmm. I feel like if it would have came out in, like say, 2010, it would have had more of a following. And I mean... There's some shows, you know, like the Goldbergs that's based in the 80s that have really taken off. And I feel like um, if that 80s show would have came around a little bit later, it would have got more traction. And it, I'm looking at it on IMDb, and it only has a 4.8 out of 10. Oh, wow. Rating. And I don't know if it was, some of the chemistry was off, some of the writing wasn't the best, but I think the concept of the show... And as the series went on, I felt like the characters got stronger. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they gelled a little bit more. It had potential. But, you know, anybody who watches stuff on Fox knows that Fox is very impatient. And if a show isn't like a big hit in its first season, it's gone. That sounds they're very They're very cancel happy. But um, I'm not even sure if it's streaming anywhere. I think I watched it on YouTube back in the day. I remember when it was on TV and I would watch it. But um, I went back and watched it when I was in college as well. And I think I just found it on YouTube. I'm not sure. You'd have to like Google it. I'm sure it's out there somewhere. Oh, yeah. The internet is forever. It's there somewhere. Yeah, the, the synopsis for a show is that 80s show is a half-hour ensemble comedy focusing on a group of 20-somethings finding their way through eighties through the 80s in San Diego. Oh, in San Diego this time. And I yeah. love how they're working in a record store again. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Well, they worked at a record store before Hyde did in that 70s show. True. If you think about it. Yeah. So what is your third one? All right. So my third one is one that I have frequently talked about um, on the show because I was watching. I'm pretty sure I was watching it since we started recording the show. I know I've brought it up at different time intervals, but um, it's another Netflix show. So if you got Netflix, hey, guess what? You get to check out a bunch of new stuff. Um. But the show is Mindhunter, and it only has two seasons right now. Uh, they asked about a third, but I think with the whole COVID and, you know, filming being pushed back for some things, this one hasn't even been brought up yet. So um, if you enjoy all the kind of like criminal minds, um why am I like blanking on it? But like the Sherlock series, um, NCIS, you know, mm-hmm. any anything of that sort, then there's a really good chance that you would like Mindhunter. It is a little bit more um, raw and real, um, but it's about the beginning of. Um, kind of hunting serial killers in the FBI by the FBI. Um, Oh man, shoot. What's it called? Let me see if I have it here. Um, they started the analysis group that was, um, crap. So many of these TV shows have say the same thing. So I'm kind of messing up, um, exactly what they call it but but they analyze the killers to try to find patterns and understand their psyche and so the fbi started experimenting with this so it was the two guys who originally started it which it's pretty interesting because if you actually watch criminal minds one of the characters on that show is supposed to be one of the guys in this show who's based off of 
a real person. Okay. Um, I can't remember exactly which one and what the guy's name is. Um, but so these two guys, um, Holden Ford and Bill Tench in the show are two FBI agents starting this new division and they're going around the country interviewing serial killers. And then they start getting involved in some cases where they're uh, using and experimenting some of the knowledge that they've learned. And it's just really kind of interesting how, I mean, obviously I don't know from personal experience or anything like that, but it seems like they get really raw and real with, and they really try to recreate what it was like for them putting this together. So, um, yeah, it's got two seasons. Uh, it can be pretty dark and vulgar sometimes. Just can kind of a heads up with that. But it's a uh, it's a great crime drama if you enjoy stuff like that. What was it? There was that. Um, oh, who was that show that came out with um, Zach Efron? Who'd he play? Oh, Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah. Um, you know. Uh, a lot of people kind of enjoyed that. And this is kind of in the same realm and everything. So if you enjoyed any of those other shows or if this sounds interesting, um, it's pretty intriguing. I really hope they keep it going. It's been nominated for a bunch of awards and everything. The actors do a great job and I'd really love to see kind of like more of the story. So we'll see if that happens. Right. Yeah, I've heard you talk about that one before, and it's it sounds pretty interesting. It might be have to, might have to be something I check out sometime. You need to check it out. This, I don't <laughs> give you a lot of things because I know you watch a lot of stuff and you've seen a lot of stuff. I'm telling you, man, you'd like this one. Because yeah, what was the what was the one that um that you we've talked about before, like missing or cold case? Man, it was cold was, case files. Yeah. And so, if, and you recommended that to me, and I checked that out. So, if yeah, if you like that, you this is right up the alley. Rock, I'll have to check it out. All right. So you said you had one honorable mention. I've got two honorable mentions. Oh, curveball! <laughs> I forgot I had another one. That's how underrated it is. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, so the next one I got is a Netflix original that only lasted one season because Netflix is also cancel happy. Uh, it was only ten episodes long and it ends on a cliffhanger and they didn't they like cancel it after the first season. It's called Everything Sucks. Okay. It, the synopsis for that one is in 1990s Oregon. Members of a high school AV club clash with the members of a drama club. And it's all, it's got all like young kids in the cast. Like, I don't know, like middle school, I guess. Up to like ninth grade, something like that. And it's just kind of, you know, it's a dramedy, I would say. Okay. You know, there's comedic moments in it, but the overall tone of it is more of a, a drama at times. And it like explores a lot of different things, like um, interracial couples and same-sex couples. And it was a show that really like sucked my wife and I into. Mm-hmm. And we, you know, we got through it, and we're like, "Wow, that's really good. I hope they come back with another season." And then it was like a few months later, or Netflix canceled it. Of course. Yeah. You know, typical Netflix. Uh, and then my other um, one is, I've talked about it on here before. It's called Fresh Off the Boat. Oh, yeah. It's on um, ABC. Still going on. Uh, it started in 2015, so it's been running for a while. It is... Based in the 90s, this is a Taiwanese family makes their way to America during the 1990s. And it's based around um, Eddie Huang, who's a, a comedian and like a chef and everything. Um, it's just kind of based on his life. So he narrates the whole thing. And 
it's it's funny because it's on ABC and it's based in the nineties. While the Goldbergs is also on ABC and it's based in the eighties, and they're really similar shows. <laughs> you know, it's about this this guy telling the story of things that happened with his family in the decade they're talking about. But the cast is really good. Um, so, do you remember in the office where Jim played that prank on Dwight, where he? Where Jim and Pam had their friend Asian guy come in. Yeah. So that guy plays the dad. Oh, nice. Yeah, his name is Randall Park. Uh, Constance Wu plays the mom. Um, and just like even the kids in it are really funny. Um, the youngest son, he plays like the super straight laced, like hardworking, career driven one. And he's got like some really funny moments too just like his how he's more of an adult than his dad is it just like the interactions with them are, are really funny but yeah they're like in orlando florida and they just moved there you know from taiwan so it's it's kind of like a culture shock thing too yeah it's, it's definitely a show you, you can check out with your family it's a family-friendly comedy Nice. Yeah, I've seen some stuff around that, but I haven't watched an episode, so. Very cool. All right. Well, it's kind of interesting that you've brought up so many shows that have been canceled really early. Mm -hmm. Um, Because my two um, recommendations are TV shows that did not last more than two seasons. Um, the first one, so essentially it's just kind of like, Hey, if you're watching something to, if you want something to watch, but it's not going to last like a ton of seasons or something, uh, but you're okay with that. Check these out. Cause that was one thing. I think it was actually these two shows we watched really close back to back and we got kind of frustrated because we didn't realize that they only had like one or two seasons. So then we were very specific on every time we checked out a show, we looked at how many seasons it had before we started it. Okay. So, uh, the first one is the shorter of the two and this only lasted one season and it's called the finder, which for people who don't realize it is a spinoff of the TV show bones. Okay, yeah, I've seen Bones before. Yeah, so Bones is pretty good. Uh, my wife watched it. I watched some of it. Um, but so this takes um, the character Walter Sherman and um, I don't know. He's uh, he's basically just somebody who's really good at tracking uh, people and finding people and things. And so he teams up with um, the person that they call his legal advisor, which is was Michael Clark Duncan. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they do jobs that the law enforcement doesn't, you know, your typical rogue um, and not really vigilante, but almost kind of like private investigator. So they did it for a season and they were hoping to get a lot of the bones fans to come over and watch it, but it didn't gain a lot of traction and essentially flopped. So they, um, it only lasted one season. Okay. Uh, but it's, it's pretty good. It was funny and entertaining and I'm trying to see, I mean, part of the contributing thing I think is um, that Michael Clark Duncan died after the season. I don't know if he died uh, and then they decided to cancel it or if it was canceled and then he uh, died after the decision was made, but he was uh, one of the main characters. So it probably would have been kind of tough to try to continue on without him. Yeah. So, but yeah, if you're just looking for some a little bit to watch, no huge climax or closure to it, you could check out the finder. Uh, the other one that was short lived was a show called Sirens. 
And so this is a comedy. And essentially, you know, it's like your Brooklyn Nine-Nine, but instead of cops, you are focusing in on uh, EMTs in Chicago. And so they, uh, this one, they had a really good cast of characters, I thought. I mean, a lot of people had good things to say about it. They had good ratings and everything, but only lasted two seasons. I didn't really see anything on exactly why. I'm not sure if maybe the main character got pulled away because he was trying to get into more of a serious role, into more serious roles instead of comedic roles, because then he started doing some other stuff. But ironically, those shows that he was in only lasted like one or two seasons as well. Hmm. But yeah, it's it's a solid two seasons. Um, I would say, I mean, maybe the first episode or two, you kind of have to get past to kind of like really get into the development and understanding the characters. But I mean, it's got that funny feel. It's it's not a mockumentary or anything, but it's kind of got that funny feel of you know, um, The Office, Parks and Rec. Totally, if if you like. Um, like I said, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, this is closely related to that. So, uh, again, only two seasons, but uh, pretty good, solid comedy uh, for all those episodes. Rock. So, good stuff right there. So, that's like, yeah, if you guys come in and don't recognize any of those, that's ten solid recommendations for you. Some <laughs> of them might be hard to find, but... Sirens I've heard about. I've heard yeah. the name, but I, I haven't seen it. Yeah, I can't remember. Was that on Netflix? I don't know where we watched it, but it's out there. You can find it. It's like the truth. It's out there. So, but... It's uh, out there. Okay, X-Files. <laughs> I know. It's funny because I'm not even the biggest X-Files fan. I just remember it so much because my brother and my, da- my dad watched it so much. Um, all right. Well, anything else to throw in there before we move along or? No, I don't think so. Okay. That wraps up the main segment so we can then move on into suggestions. Thank you. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I did it there for you, Brandon. Um, <laughs> so this week's suggestion gets to be mine. And I am going to be bringing you a movie out of the 90s. The amazing, wonderful 90s. And this is actually quite the um, star... Uh, cast full of stars and I think there's more actually let me oops crap um, I want to pull up the whole list here yeah I thought so um, it's been a long time since I've seen this movie and um, Mel Gibson has quite a few movies that are kind of have similar points so I was wanting to make sure I didn't confuse it with a, another one but the movie is Conspiracy Theory uh, came out in 1997. It's got Mel Gibson, Julia Roberts. Wow. Roberts? Roberts. Roberts. Mel Gibson, Julia Roberts. There we go. And Patrick Stewart. All right. And now if I talk uh, slowly, I'll get everything correct. Um, but yeah, so Mel Gibson is his classic iconic crazy in this one <laughs> and it's uh about a new york city cab driver jerry fletcher played by mel gibson and he is a paranoid conspiracy theorist and he is um has an infatuation with a lawyer alice sutton played by julia roberts who um 
plays to some of his stories and obsessions and then they get into a spiral of circumstances and things become a lot more real and serious with some of his conspiracies. So uh, definitely entertaining, definitely 90s, and definitely crazy Mel Gibson. <laughs> Good old Mad Mel. <laughs> <laughs> Give me back my son! Oh, so perfect. So, yep, that is your recommendation, or sorry, recommendation, suggestion for this week. That then will bring us to our last segment, which is our quote face-off. I'd like to take his his face off. Yes. You want to take his face? Yes. His face. All right. The quote face off segment where we just like to share movie quotes. And so this gives us an excuse to do so. And we pick either an actor or a topic or genre to pull quotes from. And we share them with you guys. And so this one is just pretty generic. We went with uh, quote one liners. And uh, basically kind of anything goes. So, Brandon, if you want to go first with this one. Okay. Um, I started thinking of one-liners, and I was thinking, who is one of the, what's the, one of the greatest at, like, comedic one-liners? And just from, like, his stand-up, he was one of the best. And that's uh, Rodney Dangerfield. Okay. So I was thinking of, you know, my favorite Rodney Dangerfield movie, which is Caddyshack. Uh, there's a scene where his character of Al Shervik uh, is in the pro shop, and he's you know telling the guy at the store all the stuff he wants, and he comes across like this mannequin wearing a hat, and he says, "Oh, this is the worst looking hat I ever saw. Well, you buy a hat like this, I bet you get a free bowl of soup, huh? Oh, it looks good on you though." <laughs> <laughs> and then he says, his eyes, he like turns away and his eyes get really big. <laughs> Every time I see that part, it makes me laugh. Just, uh, Rod, uh, Rodney, Rodney and, and, and Ted Knight just worked so great off each other in that movie. <laughs> nice. Yeah, you are a big uh, Rodney fan. Yeah, I like, fan. yeah, I like his movies and I liked a lot of his stand-up too. Nice. Well, uh, I am actually sticking in 97 for my um, one-liner quote. And it's interesting that you went, I mean, one-liner is pretty broad and generic, but we both decided to go comedy with it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I went with Chris Farley for mine. And I went with one of his uh, not as popular movies. Um, and some of his other ones, and I went with Beverly Hills Ninja. <laughs> so it's actually a pretty funny scene with uh, Chris, the Chris's, as it was Chris Farley and uh, Chris Rock. Mm-hmm. And so Chris Rock is asking Chris Farley about, you know, his ninja skills and karate skills or whatever he was calling it. And uh, he asked him, like a, a third degree black belt the blackness of my belt is like the inside of a coffin on a moonless night <laughs> <laughs> oh, so that is a movie i've not seen in a long time oh yeah i i think the last time i saw it was on tv maybe on vacation or something or man maybe it was so long ago maybe it was sometime when i was at my uh grandparents when they were still at their house but yeah, that one, that one I feel like was a, uh, another classic kind of, you know, when you were growing up, Beverly Hills Ninja. Yeah. That was one of my, my friend Tom's favorite movies. And he was kind of known for like in the, the goofy comedies and, uh, the crazy Kung Fu movies. So the fact that they mixed kind of like two together, 
Nice. <laughs> that was yeah, that was one of his his favorites. He loved he also loved the movie Three Ninjas a lot. Oh dude, yeah. That's uh that movie usually comes to mind when I think of this one. Three ninjas. Didn't they have a couple of those movies? Three ninjas? Yeah, Hulk Hogan is one in one of them. <laughs> nice. All right, good stuff. Well, there you go. There are some underrated TV shows for you guys. Uh, I'm got to be quite certain that uh, if you drop in here, you have not seen all of those. So uh, feel free to check some of those out. Hope you enjoy them. And then let's see. Next week is a movie review and The Great Outdoors. Yep. All right. I got it right. Good guess. So we will be uh, talking about that one next week. If you are not familiar with it, uh, feel free to watch it um, to get ready for next week's episode. Do do you happen to know the platform that's on offhand? Um, I'm not sure if it's anywhere right now, honestly. Yeah. I think that was one of them I had a hard time finding. Um, I'm sure that somebody's got it like bootlegged out there somewhere illegally. Yeah, it's uh, so some of those older ones. It. Yeah, some of the older ones are kind of easier to find out there because they've gotten posted all over the place. So, anyways, next week, The Great Outdoors. And... So, it's on stars. If you have stars, check that out. Okay. So, thanks for uh, dropping by this week. We hope you guys are surviving as best as possible with the circumstances. Enjoy those movies enjoy those tv shows and if you have any underrated um tv shows feel free to share them on our post on our facebook page we'd love to uh hear some of the ones that you guys have to recommend but uh until next time be kind rewind